Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name's Blue. Alongside of me are the world-famous Pot Brothers at Law and the notorious Joe Grande. And you're now listening to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. Country world. I definitely would say worldwide now at this point, at least in the 132 countries that we're in. Or at least here at G4 Live. But That's for sure. Awards, That's man. for sure at G4 Live, for sure. Yeah, we want to give a special shout-out to Connector, Dime, Cali FX, Terpene Warehouse, CC Solutions, Mobile Media Kings, and of course, G4 Live. Joe Grande, let us know what's going down. Well, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast all around the world, Cannabis Talk 101. You can find us on uh, all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. At pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Mark is that Waslaw dog. Craig is that Waslaw dog. And I don't know who I got. Blue is that one, one Christopher, Christopher Wright. Hello. And Joe, <laughs> me, I'm at Joe Grande 52. Welcome back, That's Joe. That's care. Jeez. You know, it's been a long few days here in Vegas Boy. and it's starting to kick in. But the good thing is, none of us have the story of going from the penitentiary to the penthouse. And we are fortunate enough. To run into Jeremy mm-hmm. Seagal, Jeremy has a book that he wrote called Penitentiary to the Penthouse Book. Jeremy, welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. Absolutely, Joe. Thank you for having me. It was fantastic meeting you. Yes, guys, uh, Prison to Penthouse, it's on my website, but it's an amazing story about embracing confrontation and rising to the top. So what did you go to jail for? Uh, the first time was for growing marijuana. I was like number 200 to get my weed card out here back in like 08. Where's out here? We're in Vegas. You in yeah, Vegas? Yeah, in or? Vegas. Yeah, okay. actually in Vegas. And I had a little more than I should have had. And they gave me like a probation program that I messed up. But yeah, I ended up going to prison, came out homeless and broke. And then that is the journey from going to the top and just uh, building my core strength and whatnot to uh, using rise cannabis. And yeah. What was that? And by using cannabis. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Cannabis uh, all the way. Nice. So, you know, I think it's... it's um, Super impressive, like to say, you know, the book that I'm looking at right now. I, I love it. So let's talk about the book and and what drove you to actually put a, a write your story that you've uh, had to live. 
definitely. So uh, the first time I went to prison was for growing marijuana, but then I came out, I, I made something of myself, started building law groups, actually. I was really good at positioning, and so I was uh, building injury law firms and doing financially well, but I was still uh, kind of wild child and ended up going back to prison for like DUIs. And that was where I really kind of had to, had to thrive because uh, I had a big sentence and I didn't fit in at all. I was Jewish and it, prisons racially segregated, so I'm with all these white boys, swastikas. I don't fit in at all. But in prison, you can't stand out. If you want to go up, you got to bring people up with you. Yeah. So the book is about how I thrived in prison and how I've done the same thing before with only high school diploma, building law groups, and then after coming out with felonies and um, rise to the top, buying a penthouse, being an elected official, hosting judicial campaigns. That's how, amazing. How, how did you do it as a Jewish kid in prison? Man, it's all about uh, uh, putting it all on the line. You know, like in this industry, it's all about fighting, the willingness to fight, putting it out there, you know, and thriving by the rules, you know, and if, if you get basically just doing whatever the fuck it takes. You know, and a lot of people aren't willing to do that. A lot of people back down. A lot of people get are passive, and they get kind of pushed around. So uh, in prison, it was really about um, adding value, about holding your ground, and about bringing people up with you. You mean beating a lot of people up? Well, I had to do that once in a while. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you look like you were in there just tanking fools. I got got, got some scars. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. So, so with that being said, I mean, you know. Did, do you still deal with some of the folks that you were in prison with as they're coming out and things yeah, like so, that? Cause, yeah, so basically I was in a maximum security prison not because of my crimes, because of my institutional behavior for allegedly fighting and whatnot. But so in a maximum security prison, you're, you're there with people that are never going home. So I'm still on, on, in, in tight with like uh, the heads of the other races, you know, the Mexican Mafia, the Aryan Brotherhood, uh, the, the Crips, the Blood. So, you know, I helped them out a little here and there. But definitely uh, prison was like the single greatest investment of my life. In prison, you got to pay attention to like every word, your tone, yes. and it's really about like building your group to get out, not about like being selfish. Because I seen the biggest dudes get stabbed by four dudes, no problem. You really have to have that core strength, be a, be about that life, and then also like be great with people and like want the best for everybody. And in that sense, you, you can go to the top. You know, I think some of the lo- most loyal people are in prison, right? Because they have a different set of rules. And um, you know, it's real spit though. Yeah, it, it's different. You know, it's not. It's not like out. You know, I hear a lot of people do funny things and they get away with them over there. You don't really get away with it. No. You know, <laughs> it's like no, wait no. A minute, hold in, on. in prison. Let's, let's talk prison, about what. Just yeah, happened. prison is set up for like maximum observance for the guards. I mean, you're not getting away with anything, and the inmates yeah. too. They're seeing everything, so that's why it really is like people are in life in general. They're really all about show. And you don't get that in prison. You can try it in prison, but then you'll get taken out pretty quickly. So you got to be a really solid dude. My book is all about building depth, using core strength, treating people right. Um, and in doing so, when you have your depth, you're going to rise to the top every time. Fantastic. So so what what does the book look like when you start digging deep into it? I mean, is this like really your heart and soul of everything? Or is it more of an educational, uh, you know, is it a... a, a uh, a, a lead magnet. What What is your goal behind yeah. the book? So the book is really for anybody that's brand new to a group. And as an outsider, how do you rise to the top every single time? So it does talk about some of my prison experience, but really it's just a set of 
uh, uh, 30 different things you do every day to rise up and conquer. So it's about being more assertive. Learn to embrace confrontations. I mean, that's a huge one. Most people are just too afraid to be themselves, hold people accountable. Sure. You know, and that's sure. a big part of building business. That's a big part of moving into legislation is, you know, holding people accountable, embracing confrontations, thriving by the rules. Um, uh, so those are the big ones. But really big on like connecting. How do you connect with people? Using enthusiasm. Um, all those things are in the book. Talking about more ideas versus stories. Your rituals. They're your rituals, correct? I love it. I, be my hype man. Yeah, I need yeah. This. yeah well, this we're talking we to Jeremy Sigels. Jeremy, uh, not only the book, but I heard you mention elected official. Is that? Yeah. Well, well talk com about com that. community elected official. So basically, <laughs> I moved into a wealthy area when I came out of prison because I had saved up some money while I was in. So I came out, I buy at this really wealthy community, and it's all these like just entitled people who are, are running our community. And so I ran for a board of directors position with that community and I control a $5 million bank account, even as a five-time felon. And it's just like, you know, I got people like Shaq that moved in. I mean, the uh, consulate of Mexico, like it's a lot of heavy hitters, but the main thing is just be a solid person, be transparent. People want to connect. You got to have your guard down. And so a lot of that book is talking about as a man, even when you're challenged and in dangerous situations, how do you thrive by being vulnerable, having your guard down, letting people know what exactly what you're about so that you can have that deep connection and rise. So prison to penthouse. We heard how you went to prison. Yeah. You get out said you were homeless. Yeah. Give us a little step-by-step. -step. What'd you do? How so you the get to first, the penthouse, baby? Yeah, exactly. No, it, it was a beautiful journey, though. You know, it's interesting. When you come out with nothing, when you have less, uh, you get very focused, and you don't have that pressure. I notice as things get going in life, you start to acquire obligations, and it kind of it, it doesn't allow you to be creative. So I came out of prison the first time with literally nothing. I, my house has been raided from growing weed. I didn't have anything. So I went to a lawyer's office, just to a guy I knew to use his computer and so I could do a resume and use the internet to submit for jobs. And within four months, I was not only answering calls for him, but I started managing the law firm, realized I had a real knack for building positions because it was all relationship based. You know, uh, building relationships with the clients, the doctors, the insurance adjusters, the lawyers. And when you do that, when you have a good system, everybody's treated right, you start to thrive. You start to be consistent. These insurance companies know what you're about. So I really started building these businesses, saving up. Then I, because I had done some uh, acquired success, I started buying really nice cars. And the police really didn't like that. So that's how I ended up going back to prison, was mainly driving crimes. I had a paranoia of police at one point, so I wouldn't even stop. I think I'm getting better at that. Where, where's Chris at? We have we have a, we have a, a police officer <laughs> he, he around left. here. Oh, he left. That's right. We we already oh, shipped Chris him Eggers? Yeah, Chris yeah. already bounced. <laughs> he left. Yeah. No. I mean, listen. You know, obviously, you've changed your mindset, and being able to do that, I understand thoroughly myself. You know, I grew up in in Los Angeles in a very um, cultural deprived area, and. That has leveled me into a, a fantastic place. So I could I could truly understand your your mission. So, what would you give somebody you know that's coming out of prison you know for the first time, or even somebody that's in their own mental prison because exactly. you know it's a mental prison versus a, a physical too. And yeah. for a lot of people, like you said, they're not willing to express themselves. They don't know how to. Yeah. And those things are, are brilliant you know words. And I love giving that kind of motivation because yeah. that's that's what we're here to do and, and remind people once they could use their imagination, it'll never go back. Mm -hmm. Like once your imagination grows. So what would you give to those advice for those people you know to, that are listening that 
will help them in their uh, in their you know vision towards yeah. where they're going. Uh, the first thing I'll give them just for hanging out and listening with us, I want to give you guys a free copy of my book. If you uh, text the number four twenty eight twenty eight, text the word gain G A I N to four twenty eight twenty eight, it automatically sends you a copy of the book. The book is a absolutely great place to start. It's going to show you the process you go through and how do you invest in yourself and in people and push through. How do you make adversity and hardship the greatest thing that ever happened to you? Um, and then uh, that's a big part of thriving. Um, another thing I would give is, I mean, I have video courses, simple things like fixing your posture, drinking more water, and honestly, like being more assertive. That is a art that you have to master and holding people accountable, not letting people push you around. I mean, being passive is when you're more concerned about them than you are you. Being aggressive is when I don't give a shit about you. I care about me. But assertive is that mutual respect, that mutual aspect. And that is where you need to learn to thrive, embrace that discomfort and um, start to build your team, start to give people your best, adding value. So a lot of it, I guess, to start is being selfish and bringing value in yourself you know well it's a great thing we appreciate you jeremy for coming on penitentiary to the penthouse is the book i'm assuming you prison, can find to, penthouse. prison to penthouse prison to penthouse yep. sorry Definitely. about that okay. i'm assuming you can find that at amazon it's on amazon it's on my website strongpositions.com so please check me out uh instagram legal qs legal cues so i'd love to give you guys anything i can and here is the uh, may your best be always ahead once again, thank you very much. We're all the way live at G4 Live. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. Woo! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. 
That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Now it's time for the women of Cannabis Talk 101 with the skinny queen, Janae Alt, and Playboy Playmate, Christine Smith. This is Janae Alt. And I'm Christine Smith. And you are vibing with the women of Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome. It is a beautiful day here. We're celebrating. We are in the, in the zone, everyone. G4. Woo! Yes. So in a zone. Yes. And beautiful queen, introduce yourself to everyone. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hello. I am your girl, Gina J. Info. Too infamous for, you know, cannabis queening shit. Ooh, Gina J. Gina J. Yes. yes so baby. tell us, like, how do you get a name like that? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shoot. Should I say shoot? <laughs> you can no. say whatever you want. Okay. Looking like that. Uh, yeah. Hey, boo. I like her. I'm taking her and putting her mouth. I need you in my pocket. I need both y'all I'll in my go. pocket. I, will gla- I got two pockets. I'm taking pocket. you guys with me. All you need to do is dangle weed and I'll go anywhere you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gina J is pretty funny. Um, I never was really comfortable with being a personality. I was always behind the scenes in media. Um, and my person told me, you know, you need to go ahead and make yourself something. It's time to step out in front of the camera and not behind them. Um, but you have to represent yourself as a personality. Nobody wants to know a boring go you. And so um, Gina J became, Gina is a part of my real name. Regina is my name. I sliced off the R-E and added a J-A-Y at the end. And the J is because introducing myself in the beginning, I used to hand out J's as my business card. Oh, that's awesome. That is such a cool way. Yes. Yeah. So it was like a dope introduction. People constantly came up asking for business cards. I literally had to keep the shit rolling. Like, I'd go like, yes. give me five minutes. I go, the car start rolling real quick. Okay, I'm back. I went to get my business cards. So you wrote your number, your number on the joints then? No, I didn't ever even go that far. The cold part is I really didn't want, I wasn't ready for the connection, but just the following. It was really more social. People were like, so what's your handle? Yes. You know? And so it became the, the attachment to the handle. Um, whatever you need to feed, you know what I mean, behind the, the branding and marketing. And, and so, the connection, too, that you made with the person. That you would itself. know by the end of the joint you know, if and you, you wanted their I number, had right? And this happened about five years ago. So I had a real good flower. I was known for the girl with good tree. That's good. Okay, you are yeah. my new best friend, just so you're aware. Baby girl, <laughs> I got something for you. Woo! So you know how to grow, then. 
I am not your grower. I am your influencer. I'm here to tell you who is growing it properly. Yes. <laughs> so you're an influencer. So have you tried? We're in the Cannabis Talk 101 Cali FX booth. Did you try the Cali FX yet? Baby girl, no, I haven't. I'm gonna tell the truth. Cali Effects is gonna be tried tonight, though. Ooh, are I you coming to. on the party bus? You know what? I think I am joining you. You guys keep tempting me with this party. I'll you bring your sex pen. I was coming. on the party <laughs> bus. I'm coming. Say hey, less. you may be coming you with that sex pen. I seen you in that jacket, and I was sold. Like this thing, you guys are hot, ladies, women yes. of cannabis. Okay, yeah, girls. Yeah, Janae's repping Cal- repping a uh, cannabis talk 101 yeah. on her back. You guys can't yes. see. I'm repping Cali Effects. Yeah, you see this jacket? This jacket is Cali Effects and also skinny weed because we know we all have that quarantine 15 so if you need a little skinny in your life I'm the skinny queen oh that's the skinny okay look I'm gonna need a little bit of skinny from you I'm gonna borrow some skinny out yeah, of you yeah girl I have okay. it all day every day skinny skinny town she's okay. got skinny pills I've got skinny vapes we'll get you girl we'll get you in look shape look at my baby's trying so, to get what's me your here. favorite part of G4 so far honestly okay I'm not gonna lie. Travis set that shit off. Right? Oh my god, dude, <laughs> that was Travis fire. Not, Travis brought me in the water. Right. Yo, I did some things I normally wouldn't even Were do. Were you dancing? Were you a girl dancing? was out there with the mermaid, you know, oh, splashing. No. Yeah, I was. Wait, describe was, to the listeners what were you wearing? Um, I don't know, shoot a sweater. You know, like a it was sweater pretty, in it was the pool. Chilly. I was in it a was sweater. Cold. It was I, fun though. It was it was cold. I'm not gonna lie, but that the heat that came off the stage. It was so much fire that Travis put off that stage. And not only that, not undermining fire the other artists, put off that stage. but oh my goodness, when he put on, he put on. So that is definitely one of my take home. I went to school with, Tra- well, Travis and I went to the same school. So, oh, that's so he cool. put on for our, our city and Fontana yeah. is our city. So Woo! salute Travis Barker for putting on for Fontana, California. What's your favorite song by him? Um, shit. I don't know if I had a favorite because, you know, um, it's a group. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what am I saying song? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, seeing him solo, seeing him do something so solo and dolo, like that thing, what he did, he needed no, he needed no group. No. And the was, way he revived music through, through a drum. It was amazing, too. Phenomenal. Like, I felt like, you know, we were coming out of this quarantine and stuff. It was to see somebody in front of us, like, really allow himself to just be in the moment. It was pretty... Um, it was a special thing. You it know, you get to special. see people in their art and like when they're really in their zone. And to me, Travis, that was him in his own zone. It's kind of like how Bud Tenders represents Bud Tenders. Yes. And shout out to the Bud Tender Awards. Shout out to the Bud Tenders. Uh, and so we're excited because it's the time for the high five. High five. Woo! So we have these questions that we ask, uh, not in any random order, but here's the first one. How old were you when this the first time that you smoked, and where did it come from? First time I smoked, I was 17. I was at a baseball party in high school. <laughs> Salute the baseball team. They nominated Uh-oh. me for homecoming. Um, I was at a baseball team. I ain't gonna lie. I hit something and I was scared to go home. <laughs> right? Like, my being, mama knows. No, my father smoked. <laughs> oh. And so I was like, Shh. he knew everything. I don't know what it was, but he, right. and I'm pretty for sure that we let you know. Cannabis lets you know, oh, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, he knew everything. And he was just like, uh, I was more nervous going home 
but honestly, he was asleep. So praise God. <laughs> you like snuck in so I fast. I snuck in so fast, <laughs> laid up in that sheet, and you know I was out. I didn't have to see him. Um, shoot, but I, I wouldn't even imagine if I had to see him. But that was the first time so, uh, at a baseball party with the baseball boys. Salute you. And after that, I didn't smoke till 19, till I got my own job to purchase my own medicine. Dang. Yeah. All right. Number two. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? I am a flower child. Ooh, what's your favorite strain? Um, honestly, I'm a, like an indica baby. So um, I'm not going to say favorite. I've been getting introduced to, I'm an influencer. So I get introduced to some amazing stuff out here. I visit cultivations and there's some hands out there, you know. So I don't want to undermine anybody. But honestly, I'm the OG girl. So if you want to fathom my fancy, you want to tickle me, pink. Yay, I can't then wait for OG me, baby. Woo, I can't wait for you to try this Califex sex pen then. You are like, if you're an influencer, I can't wait to hear it because you are like an expert. Yeah. All right, I did have, now I got all excited. Are right, we? Am I asking the next question or are you, Janae? Go ahead. Is it on me? <laughs> no, I just asked the last one. It's you. You're number all three. Right, so the craziest place you've ever used cannabis or smoked? <laughs> Bossa Nova. Whoa! Bossa Nova. <laughs> we put on in Bossa Nova during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Bossa Nova, thank you. We appreciate you because they kind of kept it on the hush. Like we told them it's over. It's coming from over your fence. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely not us. Definitely it's, not us. Might want to go take a peek over in the other parking right. lot. But they let us through. They knew what it was. But Bossa Nova, we appreciate you. That was probably the craziest place. And honestly, I'm trying to get a team of real ones. This is so bad to say this. I'm an influencer, so whatever. I'm too grown to really be doing a lot of amusement parks, but anybody want to meet at Nosberry Farm, I'm just trying to say. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, my favorite question to ask, what is your go-to munchies after you get high? Who? There are some good edibles. I, before I go to bed, I will do an edible for a munchie because I'm going right to bed. <laughs> I ain't going to do it through the day. So if you guys expect me to try your edibles throughout the day, you're going to have to come home with me. Um, but absolutely, my favorite, I'm a chocolate baby. I'm a chocolate. So if I can have some fruit with chocolate, Aussie berry Ooh, or something, you know, like a chocolate-covered yes. strawberry or something chocolate-covered pineapple, you know, I'm kind of a little bougie. Got a little bougie taste, but, but yeah. All right, so if you could smoke cannabis with anyone dead, dead or alive... alive. Who would it be? Woo! Did they have to smoke? <laughs> nope. And, uh, could, could I have influence? I think they do have to smoke. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm an influencer. Hey, panel, panel, I Pit, Pit, do they have to smoke weed, dead or alive? Do they have to smoke weed? No? No, they don't. Okay, all right. Jen Who and would Pit, I have know. influenced? Who would I have influenced to smoke some tree? Uh-oh, some tree. Because I'm an influencer. Candy babies. Um, jeez, that's a hard, that's a tough, tough call right there for me. I'm going to call God. Um, I'm going to probably call on my brother Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, smoking weed with Jesus. Y'all don't think it was hey, a he urge? made it, he made Come it. Come on now. He's going to smoke it. I don't know, why not smoke with the truth? The truth is the truth. And so, I don't know, that's <laughs> something, it's pretty close to the truth. Why not get any higher, the higher than most, right? Yeah. What so, do you think Jesus, Jesus' favorite strain would be? Um... He's an OG, baby. OG, OG Gus. Jesus would love OG, OG Gus. Baby, I know he's OG. I know. I feel it. I feel it in my soul. You know, kind of. He got them Adam curls. <laughs> From what the pictures detail, he got Adam curls. You know, uh, that looked like a little OG spun in there. 
Well, thank you so much for coming today. We're so excited to have you today at G4 in the Cannabis Talk booth. Women of Cannabis. Janae, how do we follow you? Yeah, well, make sure that you, uh, make sure you guys check out Skinny Weed if you're looking for that, looking, get rid of that quarantine 15. Skinny Weed will be on your side. Listen, I've given my life to it. I'm the queen. I'm the skinny queen. You can follow me at Skinny Weed Janae. And where can they follow you, queen? You can follow me at GinaJ.info. Um, I appreciate you queens. Keep Thank putting you. on for us, you guys. We need you women. We really yes. need you women. They keep honoring us in high regards. High Thank you. regards. Hi. And you can follow me at Christine's Fire. And I have to ask you before you leave the famous Cali Effects question. Are you connected? Am I sitting with the connection? Yes. Yes. And we plugged in. Well, this has (laughs) been an amazing show. It's been a great G4 live. It has. And uh, we're going to just let it all go. And it's been uh, magical. Thank you so so much, G4. Thank you, G4. Buttender. Buttender War. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Women of Cannabis Talk 101 with the skinny queen, Janae Alt, and Playboy Playmate, Christine Smith. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Alongside of me is the world-famous Pop Brothers of Law and Mr. Joe Grande. And you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show right here at the Mandalay Bay G4 Live. What's going down, boys? Well, you know, there's been so many great people coming around, walking around. And now we have Adrian Destiny, Ari, Dimitri Downing from MITA-AZ.org. Mita. 
Mira, 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 mira. And it was cool because last night, Dimitri, we got a chance to talk a little bit about what you guys do and how you guys help so many people out. But explain exactly what mita-az.org is. So Mita is the, uh, the Marijuana Jew Trade Association of Arizona. As we have all these siloed market structures, people need to know who to do business with and how to do business in those particular states. So Mita has developed a format that's sort of like the gateway to the Arizona marketplace. If you're looking to learn or do anything with any dispensaries, cultivators, manufacturers, brands, ancillary, auxiliary, investment, etc., Mita is a one-stop shop for all that uh, activity. On top of that, we do political stuff in the state, and we also do, uh, excuse me, lobbying, political stuff. We also do educational programs and involve a lot of other aspects of the cannabis community as well. One of the things I love on the website, it says, we are the voice of Arizona's cannabis industry. Yes. Our mission is to help Arizonans cannabis industry with business and stay informed, network and thrive. We work directly with policymakers to ensure that Arizona's program is fair, rightly regulated and successful. How hard is that to make sure when you say the word fair, I always think of the term when I hear life fair. is unfair and I go, you want fair? Go to Pomona, homie. We're in <laughs> LA. It's down, at the Pomona. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Go to Orange County. There's the fairgrounds because there ain't shit fair in life. You know, there. I mean, there is no absolute fair. In my, my understanding of markets, regulatory structure and cannabis economics has evolved over the last nine years that I've been involved. And I've truly realized that the only fairness is a free market tomato approach to cannabis. That allows everyone to participate wow. with their own skill, their own resources, their own knowledge, and to create a framework where everyone has equal opportunity based on their own. So when, when you say that, for me, it's like the fair market's been the, the illicit market, right, for so many years because it has been that. So the people that were fortunate enough to just have it uh, built on their backs before regulation came in play, we're talking about people that were just growing anywhere and doing what they had to do. And I believe that about the plan as well, with some regulations, though, making sure that the people are conscious and not giving out fast food or bad products, you know, because I, I do think there should be regulations, but I think it shouldn't be such a hard entryway. You know, there's a lot to be learned from the OGs. How many OGs were giving out bad product in, in 1996, though? I mean, let's be honest. How many were? Not that many. Well, I'll say we really don't know, but most of them were truly organic and passionate about what they were doing. And yeah. so once it started becoming something that was different and, and, and people were trying to make their plants thrive because they could use accelerators that had, you know, uh, metals and toxins in them because they realized that that would give them more quality. Everybody they, wanted those bragging rights. It, it, was a do, it was more of a dollar uh, push versus a, a quality push. Um, so uh, you're right. A lot of these people that were from that, you know, the, the legacy market, if you will, um, didn't really dive into that. And, and so it started coming, I think, right after it started the legalization and everything else. You know, I'm an ex-prosecutor. I got into the industry after. Oh, man. Oh, I know I'm done. Oh, no. I, Give him a break. What are those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Hold, hold on a second. Hey, hold on. Hey, he was oh. just doing his job. I know. I, I met him in the court system twice. Please see Dimitri Downey. Oh. Hey, so I wanted to ask you, do you remember me? No. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Take, take, a, really take a shirt off. Take a shirt off. The tattoos. Do you remember me now? He went straight to jail. I never had a deal with him. That's right. I forgot. We didn't even give him an appearance we just threw him in just threw how book. weird is that being a former prosecutor and now being like a supportive activist of cannabis how well, weird? you know i mean i'm always genuine about this when i came into the industry i was thinking to myself my family got a dispensary in sedona what a wonderful place and uh how can i, I get love involved? sedona 
And I was also an economic development, excuse me, I quit prosecuting, I went and did defense work, but I didn't want to be a salesman all day long. And you know what it's like being a defense attorney, it's a lot of collections, so that wasn't for me. <laughs> did economic development, the cannabis industry sucked. So at first, I was looking at the cannabis industry as another business model. While I was in the cannabis industry, I discovered the culture, the community, the OGs who are suffering more than anyone, and so it changed my perspective. Sure. So I changed my perspective. Yeah. In my voice. So. so and I, I I feel the same way. Like for me, you know, I come from the that market, right? My family has, you know, been growers all their lives. You know, my dad taught me how to sell cannabis and you know also taught me that no other drugs were accepted just cannabis and and at the time you know i think you know growing up for for our household it wasn't illegal in our home it was it was normalized um and then watching others you know grow up into it now and then i had to convert and get myself to a more business professional level to be able to adapt and deal with all the new markets coming into it because for a long time it was a street game thing and now it's starting to become a professional business and we need to scale it. So in order to, we need to do the right research and put the right people in place. Right, and, and, and one of the biggest challenges which you're you know, heading into is how do you get past the regulations? How do you put, get past the market structure? How do you learn about these things? There is no college course at the Eller College of Business, the big college of business at University of Arizona, but they don't teach you anything about cannabis and the nuances of the regulatory structure and the market structure and the history since it went medicinal 2012, sure. how it evolved, who controls what, what's ha- happening and why. So what Mita has done is set upon helping those who want to get involved, educate them about how it works. And uh, Arizona's new adult use laws created the social equity program. So we're taking a big, uh, we're taking advantage of that to educate thousands of Arizonans, whether they're 18 year old college uh, students or whether they're people that believe they qualify under what has is yet to be a defined social equity program about how the Arizona cannabis industry works. So that, that's a huge part of what Mita does is educate people for free how to get involved in the cannabis industry. And that's 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 all we can do. And, and I it. see Mita says members. How does someone become a member of Mita? So I, I didn't, did, membership. Does, yeah. How do you become a membership a member of Mita? Well, you have to sign up, www.mita-az.org. We have sponsorship decks, we have membership packages. Anyone can become a member. You know, it tends is to be- Is there a cost? Yeah, there is a cost, uh, but there's no cost for the social equity program that we're doing. That's free to the entire country if they want to learn about Arizona cannabis, how, it's, how we cultivate, the retail aspects, human resource, insurance, compliance, all the unique aspects that are cannabis, we try to help people with. So, so the, the, the social equity program, like in LA and other Are you places. talking right now or just yeah, get, what, get, hey, trying to hey, get it out? How about type it out? You need, out a, step stool, to you need out. a step stool to get okay, closer the, to the, the mic, buddy? Yeah. The problem is. I thought he was mad at me. I was yeah. like, no, right? no. See, I have three other co hosts who don't like to talk too much. I who? talk the most, so that's why yeah, I lost but my voice. Yeah, but the only problem when he right. talks, it's at a hotel room, not on the air, doing his job. Oh, it's your hotel room. Well, since you said prosecutor, he's been giving me that eye. I can see I'm behind the sunglasses. I forgive you for that. You were doing your job. Well, you are an attorney, right? Right. I suspended but, so many sentences. I suspended so many fines. Then, then that, I, then now I love you. <laughs> but my question He's was, lying. he ain't my, just shit. My, que- <laughs> <laughs> my question, though, what's the so, what's the social equity program look like in Arizona versus what we've heard from like California and other states, where all we see is all pre- kinds pred- of messes. predatory messes. practices from rich investors trying to take advantage 
what's it look like in Arizona? So in, in Arizona, the adult use passed in November 20, uh, last year, 2020. And in it was all the medicinal dispensaries graduate into adult use dispensaries January 2021. On top of that, there's 13 county backfill licenses and 26 social equity licenses that are being issued. All these licenses are trading on the secondary market for 10 to $25 million. So they're gigantic. Not bad. Well, I mean, it is what it is. So, and Maybe it's not. That, 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 it's like the opposite of the point, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I didn't write the law. No, I know. But how do we fix it? It's happening all over the nation. Yes. It's starting to roll out. And it's, I, I mean, it's, it's getting right, accepted. It, well, how do we fix it? What do we do? Well, my, my, I'm going to pull out my magic wand right now. Yes. And I'm going to wave. No, what we need, what we, look, I mean, the social equity programs, while well-intended, whether they're passed through initiative or structured by legislators or citizens, are always going to have nuances, gaps, mistakes, occurrences that you can't overcome, such as the nature of all government activity. Very well-intended, but it becomes an absolute mess. Sure. The way we fix it is the free market. Absolutely. Let the chips fall where they may. I Let am. everyone get involved. So if you really want like social a liquor equity, license. Well, I was yes. about to say even that. Even beyond that, it needs to be like dirt. Where you can go pick up dirt, sell dirt, do whatever you want. Just the free market will solve that problem. Because the because the great companies will thrive, and and yes, ultimately yes. ultimately I truly believe that. I like that theory. It's true. I, I I've been a proponent oh. for that for a long time, and I, I do believe though once it becomes federally legal, it is going to get rolled out. But it's going to come out so fast through the Costco's and the smoke shops and the Seven Elevens in my opinion, that it's going to be uh, another cash grab and it's going to be very difficult for the mom and pop to actually sustain themselves in this market. Why, why, why this project that you guys are working is right. so important. Well, the fact of the matter is all regulation, I'm going to take a selfie real quickly here. All regulation is the drug war 2.0. All regulation is the drug war 2.0. Yeah. And all we're conceding, all we're advancing, all we're supporting is the drug war 2.0. 15, 25 years from now, we're gonna to have to go back and look at things. Why should you get a civil sanction? Why should you get a criminal sanction? In Arizona, there's still a lot of criminal sanctions in place. You know, this is this, these are some nuances about economic theory that are not being discussed by many people, but I know you guys understand them. So all we're doing at Mita is the best that we can do. So the initiative said 26 licenses are gonna be issued, social equity licenses to whoever qualifies for social equity. So we, we looked at the situation and said, okay, it's a mess to hold people accountable. Sometimes there's straw men, all these things a occur. Lot a lot of that stuff. We can't do anything about that. Who and how they decide is eligible for social equity, we can opine, all of us can opine as to who deserves social equity. I always say, what would Jesus think? What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? And Jesus would say they were all eligible for social equity, right? WWJD, again, we have the reality of the laws, which we have to work with. So we thought to ourselves, well, we have a, such a huge network in Arizona of industry leaders. And, uh, and I'll be frank, they all want to do business with these future license holders, right? right? They want to sell them flowers. They want to sell them edible lines. They want to have relations, management contracts. So I called, I, I called a few of them. I said, would you guys be willing to teach and educate and train people about what happened over the last nine years, how their industry works? who was who, and share that with the potential social equity applicants, which I knew at that time was anyone. Right. Anyone by the law, it's anyone. It's now being narrowed down in June, but we started this in January. So if you go to our website, there's over about 100 hours of industry leaders with their emails talking about how the industry works. So we challenged the industry to provide free education 
for the social equity applicants. What we accidentally ended up doing was providing everyone free education. So it's a great thing. And we couldn't do it if like, I called the guys at Weed Maps and I said, look, this is what I want to do. And they're like, so you're giving lots of education and free information to everyone. That's the spirit, that's the philosophy of our company, we're down. They sponsored us. Copper State, Arizona company said, look, we don't want any weird deals or anything, we just want to help Arizonans sponsorship. Zuber Lawler, another company said, we want to sponsor. Scottsdale Community College, they want to teach about the cannabis industry in that business format for decades to come. So they need to know who's who and how the Arizona cannabis industry works. So they jumped on board. So more and more companies and members of those companies have come on board and say, well, you know what? We can't define what social equity is. We can't control all these weird business maneuvers and manifestations that occur. But what we can do is teach. And teaching is the beginning of social equity. I think Jesus said that. Dimitri, let me ask let you me what think, you're doing. I don't, is remember, so I don't remember if I said that or not. But go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everything you're doing hey, with Mita is government, huh? You're the founder of Mita, and you know, it's, I don't know. Is it only in Arizona right now? Because everything you're doing needs to be in every state. Correct. I agree with you. It needs to be completely. So I love what you're doing in, in, in Arizona, and I know you're the founder of Mita Dash AZ, but we need. Mita-CA, we need Mita-NV, we need Mita-FL, Mita-USA. And, and we're looking at going that direction. Everything that we're doing is in every state already, but it just needs a little water to germinate and grow. to grow. And That's that, like me. I'm a grower, not a shower right. as well. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I didn't know Everybody that this was... Up. Unfortunately, I can vouch for both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank look, you, Adrian. You're right. There's you're a rule. Wait, to tell look, everybody that. Look, Adrian. when you're in the locker room, you don't look, okay? So I'm not going to ask any questions. All right, cool. Speaking of that, you have some lovely ladies and Adrian next to you. Uh, what, are, what are the rules there? I know we have uh, a few people she, that are part of... Um, she runs everything. We have Destiny and Ari, and as well as Adrian. So, Destiny, what do you do with the company? I am the director of operations. I, uh, I started actually just on their social media. I, I hit them up and I said, um, do you guys need help on social media? And that was about four years ago. And from there, I, you know, I, I met Dimitri. I started working very closely with Dimitri. And I saw his, his vision, his, his mission, and I, I, I help him bring out his, you know, his message to everybody. So. Awesome. That's awesome. Remember, the biggest mistake Jesus made was picking men as apostles. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that the truth? And Ari, what do you do with the company? Um, I do a little bit of everything. Um, I started doing promotions for them. Um, right now, I'm in the process of trying to help them find social equity applicants and trying to push that a little bit more and try to help them expand. Hopefully, like you said, take it national. I love that idea. And Adrian, what are you doing with these cats? I've recently... Um, uh, actually, this will be the first time I'm saying this publicly. On 420, I officially stepped down from my ambassadorship with former President Vicente Fox of Mexico. And when I heard what Dimitri was he stepped doing... stepped down or he fired you? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's just can, be we, honest. You can no. have that conversation. So, no. <laughs> After two and a half years of service in philanthropy, I, I stepped down. You know, the foundation is a wonderful organization. President Fox and Mrs. Fox are amazing human beings. But as you know, like I know, uh, the game of working hard is tremendous in philanthropy. If sure. money happens to come along, it's great. Um, but after two and a half years of service, from what I found out with Mita 
and Dimitri was doing social equity, it was only right to see what our sister state was doing north of the border to Mexico. Uh, Mexico has pending legalization coming September, fingers crossed. Yes, uh, yes. Unfortunately, they did delay again, and uh, they are in violation of some things, but hopefully they'll iron that out. And um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to an interesting. I, I never got what you do with the company though. You <laughs> talked all about yourself, which was nice, and thank you for informing the listeners. But we have no fucking idea what you do with me. <laughs> Director just, of special oh, projects, and only because I listen. You know what I mean? Mark doesn't. Maybe Blue didn't listen to you, but I listened to you, and you didn't answer my question. So thank you. I'll never fold under questioning. Though. Oh no. man. Uh, well, Director of special projects. Uh, the uh, post pandemic or infodemic, you know, gatherings like G4, uh, the meet a monthly gatherings that happened in Phoenix, the first one went down last month. We had a little over 300 decision makers and industry leaders, not just in the state of Arizona, but all over the country. We had guests like Jane Plank from Bovida, one of our sponsors. She's got a booth here. Uh, we had Mara and Amanda from G4 come visit. Yes, a yes. lot of our attendees came and just the germination that came from that. There's Keith Allen right there. Yeah. The next best dressed man at this place. G4 Live. He is a sexy human being. You know, if I, if I could share a little bit about why Mita works is that, you know, I was having a, a, a cup of, because the owners of the licenses gathered since 2012 in Arizona. 2016, in May 2016, the first Mita, one of the owners of four, they're now Cure Leaves, but he was sitting over in the corner sipping brandy, you know, just hanging out, just watching. And we had Weed Maps and Leafly and all the sponsors and the rest of the ones were all sitting there. I'm like, could you go network with the vendors? Because they're the ones who we build these organizations on the back of. And he's like, I'm not interested. And I said, well, could you bring your C-suite and your management to the meeting? Because they are. They're looking to learn, to share, to grow, to acquire new, what's sure. best, what's the latest. So Mita quickly transitioned from an ownership club. Also, they wanted, I probably shouldn't this publicly, but you guys are cool. That one one person wanted to, they asked me, can you make Mita into a guild so that we can control the price of marijuana in, in Arizona? <laughs> Jesus. And, 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 wow. and I, I said, first of all, that's probably illegal. Second of all, it's just not in the spirit of what we're trying to, to do here. And But third of all, I respect your honesty and your desire to make money. The cannabis guild, like the actors well, guild. No, but, but so so the two, two things, and I wanted to mention this, because everybody always talks about Big Pharma and all this other stuff. The real enemy of cannabis is big money and big cannabis that's out there lobbying, trying to control and manipulate things for their own interests. And if anybody doesn't understand that, they're blind and they should stop talking about tobacco or this or that. They need to understand how things are being manipulated by a few to control it and from the many from having it. That uh, so, but we'll talk about it in a second. So, uh, so Mita has uh, the the synergy of all those C-suite management people that are looking for those new things, those new ideas. Well, it's great. Once again, meta-az.org. Dimitri, everything you're doing is awesome. Like I said, I hope you guys are really get it national because I, it's, it's, it's so interesting. And, no. and standing up for the people like this, standing up for the rights. And once again, that key word that I love that is never going to work but fair. And it's like what we always try to get to. But it's so hard to understand because there's always somebody trying to take that upper hand, whether it's, you know, the customer, the merchant, the government, big brother, police, everyone's trying to figure out what is fair. So when you have an organization that's trying to say, hey, let's try to 
balance it out for everyone and come to a common ground. I commend you for doing this and putting this together. And hopefully it goes nationwide because this is the type of shit we need in this community. Well, like one of of your, uh, you guys caught Cali FX. They're one of your sponsors. And and they understand that that brands understand that there needs to be uh, smooth transition and interstate commerce. Brands want to be everywhere. And they have to deal with the hurdles and obstacles, the artificial barriers to entry that are being designed state by state. So it could be that brands come to support Mita National so that we can take it national. Now, there, uh, brands, ancillary, auxiliary, companies like Weed Maps, everybody wants to see interstate commerce. And most importantly, the consumers and the patients deserve choices and good interstate commerce. So we'll see if we can get Mita National together with the brands, with groups like Cannabis Talk, who I assume you guys aren't built on the back of MSOs. I don't know, but... Who? <laughs> so, but there's no I'm, comment. Look, no. You, got, you, you, you got GTI. We're, you got, we're, we're built off the legacy market, sir. No, okay, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. No, but you got you, you got one hundred. Probably. You got you got people investing hundreds of millions of dollars in, in in their business strategies, whether it's in Missouri or Pennsylvania or Florida, or Arizona, and those hundreds of millions of dollars have to be answered to. Yeah. And when you're paying twenty million dollars for an Arizona license, you think you are? Do you think that money is not going to try to protect itself? Oh, and yeah. that's directly contrary to the interests of the brands, and the interests of the consumers, and the interests of patients. If Mita can get enough synergy and enough people working together, working with you guys, maybe we can take it national. You know, I'll tell you what. I, I'm all for it. I like. I love what you guys are doing. I, I understand your vision. I believe in your vision. Um, you know, and it's important that we do link together and make sure that we all follow a same goal because what happens a lot of times is we forget that we're all in the same environment. We're all here to help. It's just there's a lot of bad actors and sometimes those bad actors don't know how to contain themselves because they're just for that quick grab. And you'll know by the people that are still here next year and the year after and the year after because they can't get a quick grab if you're just here every year because at the end of the day, you've got to face the same people. And so ultimately, I think our goal as, as a, you know, and our responsibility is to create companies like Mita and be a part of these, these movements and get as many people involved as we possibly can. So sincerely, you guys are doing great work and I love it. Thank you. Well, man. you know, one of the mistakes that Jesus made was he walked into the temple and he would flipped. You, would you stop talking about me like that? <laughs> no. Well, you, you guys are all about religion. <laughs> Try I'm not to use my... my this, I was told to use the Jesus metaphor. This guy's Jewish. This is Mark Wasserman, by the <laughs> way. He's a Wasserman. That's why we're here. No, we're you, Hollywood. You, my, pre- my brother's the one. He's the Jew for Jesus. Oh, there he is. Look. The Jew for Jesus. <laughs> you don't... You don't he walk. raises his hand with a cross. He's all... Todar about actually. <laughs> so you, you don't walk into the tables and you don't walk into the temples and flip the tables. You walk into the temple with your ideas and you talk to the people and you figure out how they can make more money. And then the greater ideas like hope, freedom, and opportunity will always win. So that's you. Those are big ideas. Well, thank you. Is there anything else that we forgot? Me once again. If you want to check out the website, it's mita-az.org. Meet up. AZ.org. Anything else you guys want to plug? Yes. Anything else that you're doing, Adrian, besides work with Mita, maybe? (laughs) Tune in. Tune in with me. Your podcast. Tune in with me on September 2nd, 2021. I'm working on some stuff. But the last thing I want to say is uh, what Mita does is uh, their monthly mixer that happens every month at the Foundry Hotel in downtown Phoenix, happening this Wednesday, the 26th. Uh, We've heard from various bands like brands like Grove Bags, who's here. it's their favorite monthly gathering. So 300 of the decision makers who get together, they cut deals. Brad, 
People like Dennis D'Alessio, Cali FX, Dennis, you were there last month. Christine Smith, they're coming out again. It really is the beehive where everyone gets together. The nectar, the can nectar of the community where the honey gets made, that's where it's at. But please come out Wednesday the 26th. Visit our website, meta-az.org. Don't forget Cali FX Connector. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we we do. do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.